Hi, and welcome to my podcast, On The Grow. I'm Grace Lee. This is the second episode into the new series called Red Flag Series. If you're new here, I launch my podcast episodes in different seasons that focus on a certain topic. For this season, I was inspired by the daily devotional plan I'm currently reading on red flags. It got me thinking about the red flags we experience on a daily basis. Whether it's through friendships, relationships, career, or yourself, red flags are there to give us warnings. You know what's a big red flag for me? People who are flakes. The let's make plans and never follow through. The people who talk the talk but don't walk the walk. You know what that indicates in my eyes? That they either don't care enough to follow through or they're indecisive with what they want in life and have to drag you through their mess to figure it all out. And even then, I bet you they still won't figure it out. They'll continue dragging other people through it too because that's just who they are. So in this episode called If You Flake, That's Your Mistake, I talk about the people who claim to make plans once, twice, maybe even three times, and never follow through. These are the people who like to say a lot, but when it comes to executing, it never happens. They like to talk up a big game of who they are, their plans, what they'll do, but then nothing. I call these people flakes. Big red flags. I'll talk about the type of flakes I've experienced in my life, give you another perspective on why people flake, how to spot the red flags with these types of people, and more. Before I dive into today's podcast episode, let's do a little life recap first. I've been back about a week or so in New York City after my little Asheville family getaway. And this past week, it's, you know, felt pretty healthy for me in the sense that I've been really calm lately. If you remember my last podcast episode, I mentioned that I did have a panic attack. And so from that week, this week has definitely been more calm for me. And the one person I talk to every single day is my mom. We have such a strong bond that I never, ever get tired of talking to her. It ranges from work to life to dating to relationships to friendships and every single thing that comes across my mind. And what really inspires me about my mom is how she responds. She is always calm. Even times when I've been frustrated and stressed and I'd rant to her on the phone, she's always responded in a calm manner. And that is so motivating to me. I want to get to that point where my mood doesn't shift based on the insignificant actions of someone else. I actually asked her for her secret and how she can be so calm in all this noise and chaos. This is what she said. Grace, you know how I always say the words, it's okay? Well, she said it in Korean, which is Kenchana. I found myself nodding because I can recall so many instances where she'd say, it's okay, Kenchana in a calm voice to situations where things were not okay. She just told me, 
We get so worked up over things that happen, mainly bad things. And if you just take a step back for a minute and look at it from an overview perspective, in the grand scheme of things, it's not that significant. That worry or fear you have about a situation or a person, those are situations that happen in a brief moment in time. And soon, that will pass too. These things pass. They're not forever, and that's what you have to remember. Whether it happens or it doesn't, it's okay. And since she said that, I've adopted that memory into my head. I'll never forget it when she told me this too. It was when I was visiting my parents' home in Fayetteville, North Carolina for a week. I woke up one morning seeing something negative and it disrupted my mindset. I was so frustrated and overwhelmed and went to my mom to vent. I got really emotional and angry and my mom seemed to listen in a calm way. Shortly after, I went for a run and when I got back, that's when I asked her. The run definitely calmed me down. But I wanted to know my mom's secret. We were standing in the garage while I was sweating and huffing and puffing, and my mom being, well, my mom, who was picking out food from the Korean fridge to make lunch for us, and we had that long, deep, and meaningful talk. And what's really helped me get through most of my stressful moments has been calling her. Even this week, I found myself giving her a ring just to tell her how great my days have been. I found balance, peace, and lots of clarity just from life lately. And I really can't complain. I'm just grateful to be in this place now, after everything I've been through recently. That being said, my mom tends to know a lot of my friendship and relationship situations I run into. One of them being the flakes. She can probably tell you the amount of times I've gone to her and rolled my eyes at situations where people claim to make plans and then never follow through. And it becomes more exhausting to keep hearing the plan change, or lack thereof, rather than making the plans. That's how you know it's bad. And this episode originally had a different direction, but my mom really inspired me to see these flaky people and the types of them in a different perspective, so I'm going to share that more in the episode. Anyway, I've brought this up many times, but my biggest love-hate with New York City is the people. There's no other place that feels like home, but the people here. They are the true challenges, let me tell you. I've learned what kind of people are out there just by existing in New York City for four years. And I'm sure it's far from over meeting these types of people, but the one type I've almost become numb to are the flakes. I almost said fakes, but maybe those fall under the same category too. I'm sure many of us can relate to this, but we all know that one person in our lives, the one who is genuinely cheery all the time and states, I miss you. Let's hang out next week. And then it never happens. Look, I've done it a couple times before, purely on accident, because next week creeps up and I find myself drowning in work. 
But do I tell them what happened? Yes. And then we reschedule. But this person, silence on their end. Another week goes by, and they'll message you again and say, let's hang out next week. And there's a part of you that's like, okay, sure, let's do it. And maybe this time you know a little better, and even message back saying, I'm free Thursday or Friday. Which date works better for you? And then there's radio silence on their end again. Maybe they're busy. Okay, so give it a day. Or give it two days. But now it's next week, and Thursday is two days away. Should you follow up with them? Sure, why not? But don't be surprised if you hear silence on their end again. By this time, you're just over it. Whatever. They'll see you if they want to see you. A month goes by and you run into this person at an event. Hi, I miss you. Can we hang out this weekend? You pause for a bit because, okay, the line has now switched from next week to this weekend. So maybe you give them another shot? Maybe they just genuinely forgot or were busy? But if so, how do they have the decency to just hug you and claim to miss you and not remember leaving you on red? You're left thinking because you're confused by this so-called friendship and this person won't explain to you what's going on or give you a reasoning on why they didn't respond. A simple sorry or a reasoning could help wipe that slate clean and give them another shot. So you confront him or her and tell this person, I'd be happy to hang out this weekend. Where and what time? Let's go ahead and make the plan this time. But this person, being the deviant person they are, will pat you on the back and say, let's enjoy tonight and make the plan this week. I'll text you. And that's when you realize it's a cycle. This person won't text you. That's just how this person operates. Maybe their intention is never to hang out with you, but continue to string you along because three reasons. One, they don't care and it's fun. Maybe it's all fun and games to them to keep stringing you along, thinking plans will ever ensue. You aren't a priority to them. Simple as that. Number two, they don't actually want to hang out. It's more of a one-liner they use on people to keep the friendship going. And three, their idea of friendship is just that. They just like the idea of hanging out and never actually doing it. You know... I choose my lock screen on my phone wisely. It's never just a simple photo of myself or New York City. There's always a reminder to it. Whether it was a moment or a quote that rings true to me and I need that reminder on a daily basis, I always choose my lock screen to to resemble that. For the previous weeks, it had been a photo of a post-it note I stuck on my wall right beside my desk as a reminder because I was going through some tough times. It was the verse, Psalm 62.6. Truly, he is my rock and my salvation. He is my fortress. I will not be shaken. That reminder got me through a lot of the days. The times where I felt like quitting or I couldn't go on anymore. 
Whether it was work-related or personal, I turned to that verse for guidance and strength. I think having a reminder on your lock screen is incredibly helpful. After all, you are constantly looking at your phone on a daily basis, and your lock screen is the first thing you see when you turn your phone on. Knowing that, I purposely choose my lock screens as a reminder. Right now, my lock screen is a photo I took from my balcony of the city, and a quote I placed on the left corner of the photo that reads, You are what you do, not what you say you'll do. That, to me, is the ultimate reminder. Not just to hold myself accountable, but also for the people I give my energy to. The people I let into my life. To hold others accountable for their words and focus on what they say they'll do. And before I get ahead of myself, let's backtrack for a minute. Before we remember that one person who flaked on us last week, or that one person who you flaked on last week, let's hold on for a moment. I want to talk about why people flake, or why we flake on people. Maybe it's intentional, or maybe it isn't. But there's a few reasons why. We live in an age of technology where our main form of communication is on our phones. So with that being said, we shouldn't be surprised that many of us are notorious for ditching plans or flaking on others and even ghosting people. It's almost too easy. You don't have to see someone ever again just by not answering their calls or messages or just not responding. And because it's that easy to do, people tend to use that route. Why complicate things and have to confront people when you can just be flaky? I guess that sounds reasonable to many people. In a city like New York City, we thrive with the hustle culture. Many of us pride ourselves in being busy and hustling for our aspirations and goals. It's not a bad thing. And because this city is so expensive, most people are even more busy with taking second jobs or side hustles to keep up with the ridiculous prices here. Or, people here are extremely devoted to their fitness or creative endeavors. Again, not a bad thing at all. It's why a lot of people move here. The city keeps you inspired and motivated. Sometimes, too motivated. But being that we have drives for these things and we're constantly busy doing our thing, or minding our business, we become notorious for RSVPing to a lot of events that we find interesting, but not actually committing to attending. Our lifestyles can get so jam-packed and crazy that we never know when our energy level will drop in a week, and we have to save our mental health by canceling plans. There's a reason someone can quote-unquote flake on you, but just understand that that could be a reason even if they don't communicate that to you. I'm not saying that that's okay and you need to get over it, but just be mindful of that as a reasoning. And then taking into account of the first person I brought up as an example in the beginning of the podcast. There's a difference in that versus someone who knows they are making plans with you simply to flake on you. They ask the question knowing that they don't actually plan to hang out with you. Keep that in mind. And here's another reason. Along with this fast-paced hustle culture, technology gives us everything we want. Everything is there at the touch of a button. 
When we're lazy or we just don't have time to cook, we Postmate it or Uber eats it. We get our food delivered to us in an hour or less right to our door. It's that easy. Or we use City Mapper, the best navigation app for New York City, by the way, to figure out the fastest subway to get us to our destination. We don't want to waste any of our time. It's so precious to us. And we are so used to figuring out how to optimize our time and our pleasures that forging real relationships doesn't register the same way. So when we start sending an eggplant emoji to a girl on a late night and she doesn't respond or doesn't want to come over, we get upset. Or if you want to hang out next week at 7 p.m. with a friend and they can't do that specific time, you're bummed out. We're so used to getting what we want when we want it. We run away from the idea of slowing down and nurturing a real relationship. Don't even get me started on the dating apps. Now, I want to go back to the flakes because I know a lot of us have had these thoughts on why someone just stops talking to you without communicating why or why people will cancel or not show up on plans when they've made them already. I've personally have never been one to just ditch plans last minute with the person because I just felt like it. It's not me. I've had times where I lack energy or my schedule is crazy, where I've had to cancel on people, but I always communicated why and then followed up with making new plans and going through with them. And I've happened to come across two types of flakes since my time in New York City. The first one, the me over you flake. This type of person will knowingly make many plans with people on the same night, commit to two or three, and then end up choosing just one. These people like having options, even if it means having to ditch someone and hurt their feelings. But this person doesn't care as long as his or her night is a good one. She'll pick and choose how she wants to spend her night, not caring who she has to hurt in the process. She'll benefit from the flake culture because she's still committing to one of the plans, but not actually trying to be a good friend. Just more so that she values her good time over you. Now for these types of people, you just have to take into account of their motives. Even if you don't see them, you'll pick up on their habits eventually. With these types of people, you cannot rely on them at all. Don't take them seriously because they don't take your time seriously. If they want to make plans, let them make plans. Don't go out of your way to set up that dinner reservation because you just might be setting yourself up for disappointment. The second person, the second type of flake, the I don't know you that well flake. This type of person is exactly that. They don't know you as well. So in their minds, it's okay to flake on you. It's okay to ditch plans with you because, well, you don't know them personally, and they don't know you personally, so hopefully you won't take it personally. What are we, robots? But this person's thinking is this. Every once in a while, they feel like being social, and they'll make the plans with someone like you. But sometimes, day before or day of, 
They'll feel anxious about it or not feel in the mood to be with a person who isn't that close to them. And they'll ditch to hang out with friends or family. People that they're used to. People who are their routine. It's what they're comfortable with. What they're used to. Now, what I don't like about this is that these types of people will make plans with others and then ditch them at his or her own expense. All in all, these types of people are still willing to waste people's time and energy just for their own convenience. Look, the moral of this story and all the stories for this podcast episode is this. We should be honest with ourselves when we flake on others or when others flake on us. It's as simple as realizing that we just aren't a priority or they are just not a priority. And if people aren't interested in you, that doesn't make them a bad person and that you should just cut them out of your life. At least they communicate that. At least they give you a reasoning. But you know what? The people who have the nerve to waste other people's time and are willingly hurting someone else's feelings, those people are not worth anyone's time. Be sure to follow along and subscribe to this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. Stay tuned and keep listening to the next episode where I cover another topic on the red flags we experience on a daily basis. This time, we're going the professional route with toxic work culture. And as always, if you have any questions, feedback, or topic suggestions, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. Thanks for tuning in!